the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Greetings, champions. Welcome to episode 266 of the Heart of LFC podcast. That's right. We're calling this one Defending Champions for very obvious reasons. Once you're the champion, you then got to defend it. So we're here. We're going to talk about that today. Of course, the elephant in the room, we definitely got to talk about the World Cup, one of the best finals possibly that we could have. So we'll definitely jump into that as well as, well as other news. I know you're all looking for that schedule. We are too. I haven't seen it yet. Guys haven't seen it yet. It's probably going to drop tomorrow just because that's how they play this out. Of course, I can't get this job done without my crew. Welcome back, Tony, Bam, and Araceli. Welcome back, guys. Bam, how have you been in this long break we've taken? Yeah, I've been all right. Um, watching a couple of the World Cup games and then watching the uh, Australian professional leagues who run the A-League here in Australia absolutely shit the bed with an announcement they made last this week. I'm hearing it's protest time, right? Yep, protest galore over here because you know what? Let's just sell the put it into context for most of our listeners can understand. Imagine the MLS saying we've sold the rights to host the MLS Cup final to LA for the next three years, regardless of who finishes top. LA will host it for the next three years. I know as LAFC fans, we'd be against that as well. There's no right you win. You finished higher ranking, you deserve to host it. Pretty That's pretty much what's simple. happened here in Australia. They've gone, Sydney's going to host the early, not only the men's, but the women's final for the next three years for $14 million total. That's where it's going to go, regardless of who hosts, who, who finishes top. It's like they're taking the lazy way out. Instead of actually worrying about the proper competition, they're just like, yeah, whatever, it's a task. We'll get over it. Yep. Weird. Just weird. It's unfortunate. So, Hopefully the uh, the protests, and you said, well, mention what they're going to do with this amazing protest because it's pretty pretty wild. So from everything I'm hearing, um, at the 20-minute mark of every game this weekend, both sets of active fans, so, for example, the 30-52 are walking out at the 20-minute mark, leaving the stadium. First 20 minutes, they're going hard, then they're leaving the stadium. What makes it even better is that tomorrow night you got the Melbourne Derby, Melbourne City hosting Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory is one of the biggest active supporters going around, and City's not that far behind them. They are both walking out of the 20 minute mark. That's wild, but necessary. Definitely necessary. Got to respect the fans. Number one, you have to do it. I mean, that's just really brutal for a team that's earned their way to get stuck in that situation. Yeah, unfortunate. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the noise works out. Hopefully the uh, the pressure pl- pays off and they move on from this nonsense. This is a, b- a bizarre plan in the first place. Uh, Tony, how are you doing, man? You look a little different since the last time we all saw you on here. How are yeah, things, sir? Going pretty well. Uh, been a great little break. You know, went to see Men's and Blazers, which was a really good uh, live podcast. Like I've learned a lot from them, you know, as most people know, I like bleached my hair halfway <laughs> and doing a little thing that because Bam decided to say you should, I should go topless 
and I'm giving him one episode because it's a thing now, I guess. Ever since we've, like, I think the whole playoff run after a goal, I've been topless the rest of the game. So I think this is a thing now. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. You look kind of like a villain from a Batman franchise. I'm just saying. I can't spot which one. Maybe y'all can, but definitely he's got the villain vibes going on. All good things, though. All good things. Araceli, how are you doing? I know you've got this new gig and you got things ramping up quick. How are things going? I'm actually doing really well. Aside from watching all the World Cup uh, matches, I actually just got back from Chicago from a rare little getaway, which is like if you know me, anytime I travel, it's usually for work. So just to be able to get away just for a little bit was super rare. Really enjoyed it. And yes, so as most already know, I've been recruited, re-recruited, I guess you could say, to come yeah. back for the 2023 MLS Next Pro season. And I'm very excited for it. And aside from as all of that, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And aside from that, really just kind of um, gearing up for the United Soccer Coaches Convention that's coming up very soon in Philadelphia. Oh, that's going to be a great, a great event. Um, I know we when we had the draft, our first draft, we got to go to Philly um, during the same time as that. And, uh, man, everybody's there. It, it's kind of surprising when you see the, the, the folks walking through the room. Uh, some royalty, that's for sure. So it's pretty cool. Um, how long are you going to be out there for? I think I'm going to be out there for roughly a week because the convention itself is from January 11th to the 16th, I believe. So it's going to be a full week of, you know, convention activities, including the NWSL draft, which I've never been to, to be honest. So I'm definitely curious to see how that goes. That's going to be going to be fun. I mean, going to a draft, I know it was an MLS one. Um, I think the most entertaining thing from it all is one, the fans, because there will always be an element of fans there to the parents, the parents of the players getting drafted. It's always a cool experience to see uh, an athlete get to this stage. And now it's time to get picked up by a pro side and the family's there, you know? And, and so it's just really cool to see them walking around and seeing that process. So good stuff. Good stuff. Definitely keep us posted on that. And we just can't wait to see the coverage for MLS next because we're going to be there soon enough, everybody. Right. Right. It's happening. It's real. All right. So let's talk about world cup. Definitely. Um, to do that first, though, we do have to pay our respects to Grant Wall. Uh, eh, terrible situation all around. Um, not going to get into to what happened exactly. We all know what happened. Um, just the, the fact that we lost a, uh, a major, major figure in, in terms of, of soccer media here. Um, going back to when Beckham broke in and even earlier than that, as you guys heard, his first World Cup he covered was 94. Um, and just always being a pioneer for our sport and to bring it out into the light, into the mainstream. Uh, one of those people that was instrumental in that. And so he will definitely be missed. I know for most of us in this conversation here, we've pretty much seen him mostly in passing, but we are close to a lot of people that he actually helped out. And so, yeah, it, 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 it's really rough to see. And of course, our condolences to his family, but definitely want to mention that before we get into the World Cup. Um, Araceli, I know you you got a chance to see him in passing before right oh for sure as most already know 
he is a, K a KC native. And in fact, we went to the same high school, which was news to me when all the articles were coming out. But other than that, he was definitely a figurehead in the SKC press box. And unfortunately, as far as I can remember, I don't think I've ever had a chance to speak with him directly, but I definitely seen him. Um, not only at SKC games, but whenever the national team was in town, like he he was definitely a mentor here. Yeah, and you could tell he was willing to be that mentor as well. Um, you know, that's the stories I get from a lot of people that are that were moving up, trying to get into the game. That that he was an open open conversation uh, and supportive. So he will definitely be missed. That is certain. Uh, definitely not forgotten. That is certain as well. And so, uh, again, our condolences now to the world cup, uh, this tournament off the field, we know all the issues, we know all the problems, we know all the madness, um, stuff that this ticks us off every day, but thankfully the footballers of this world decided to give us a show and, and really make it one heck of a tournament on field, um, to the point where we now have a world cup final that the storylines are just so epic honestly uh my teams aren't in it our teams aren't in it some friends have some a couple teams in it but for the most part we get to just be uh admirers of the game you know in the lead up to this and sometimes that that's fine you know there's there's nobody that we don't like right there are some players that we love that are on the field so it's gonna make it a lot of fun uh i do want to give a shout out to croatia and morocco getting where they're at. I think nobody really listed them as being those teams to go that far. And they did uh, Croatia, you know, this was the last big run for their stars, you know, so there's, there's going to be a bit of a, a shuffle for them, but good on them for pulling it off in Morocco. I'll, I'll throw this to you, Bam. This group is just plain inspiring. Aren't they? A hundred percent being the first African team to make it this far. You know, I actually, Gave them a chance against France in the last game. You know they, they went through. They beat they beat Spain, they beat Portugal. They come against France. If anyone made it to the final and deserved to win it more than them after having to face Spain, Portugal, and then if they did beat France, you know what could you say other than they've got a lot of heart? And I expect to see a lot of those players in the big leagues very soon. What's funny is they are. They are. It's kind of a sleeper team. Their guys are scattered all over Bundesliga, La Liga. They're everywhere. Um, it's just, again, underrated because we don't. Who's paying attention to Morocco, right? Exactly. They're not. You should. You should. That's why this game is so beautiful because actually it is a collection of a lot of highly talented players driven driven by a, a an equal cause with a coach that took over after crisis, Right. So really tight knit group playing the way they're playing, and it's, it's just beautiful to see their fans as well. The active support, uh, definitely look up Morocco supporter culture. It's it's wild, guys. It is really cool. Tifos on a perfect level, um, inspiring level. I will say that. Uh, getting the noise in their stadium, making it a proper home ground every time, going hard every time. Uh, bringing their families, getting, I mean, everything about it is, has been amazing. I know they've tried to get major tournaments to host before. You have a feeling with the passion that we're seeing, they might be a pretty darn good host in the future. Uh, maybe look for that. That would be pretty cool as well. Uh, Tony, for you, 
I know you've been loving the Morocco vibe, but what else has inspired you out of out of watching this tournament? Just all the new like the upsets in the beginning of the whole thing of like you couldn't overlook everything again the whole it goes back to maybe the players weren't feeling the vibe because of all the off you know issue off field issues that were going on but like you know you have japan aspiring almost like making a full run like it was 2002 all over again you had um saudi arabia beat the the, the finalist <laughs> yeah because they because yeah. they overlooked them you know what i mean it's then of course you for me it's like so i'll like i'll bring it back to my for my national team it was just i wanted mexico out because there has to be a change in the federation and it has to hit them where money hurts but on the off the field things i that's what i wanted on the field during that last game it was heart-wrenching exciting at the end of the day because i wanted them to win because at the end of the day, my true fandom for my na- nationality came out. And afterwards, I was like, okay, I'm happy we lost. Yes, because now we can try to do some change. But at the same time, it still hurt. <laughs> yeah, you know, once the whistle blows, it doesn't matter, right? It's it's the guys on the field. And you can't have hate for them, right? These guys are, these guys are athletes. They're putting the work in. Um, they're not a part of the politics. At least they shouldn't be. And to kind of punish them or put them through the grinder for what other people are doing in the background, it's kind of messed up. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so it's impossible, you know, as, as much as per certain people annoy us at times, <laughs> once the boys are on the field, once the game is started, it's, it's, it's the national team. You gotta do what you gotta do. You know, for me with the U S team, I thought from my perspective, it was a good run. Did I expect more than the Netherlands from them? I'll be honest with you guys. No, I didn't. Um, and I probably said it to a few of you guys several times. It's because who's at the helm. I didn't think he was capable of getting through a team like that. And that would be the end of our show. Um, I guess that happened. Uh, but really, I didn't expect more than that. I thought this was it. Now, the next tournament, when they come here, pray to God everybody's healthy. There's going to be a different kind of run because now you're playing at home. You get the boost. Everybody except Qatar, when they're playing at home, gets a boost. (laughs) That's just how it works. Uh, And so, you know, I'm feeling good about that if the guys can stay healthy. We'll see who the new faces are and who runs the show when it happens. But, yeah, uh, definitely that's where the anticipation or the excitement was. This was something to build to something else. Uh, Germany, on the other hand, (sighs) one VAR either way. Was it in? Was it out? Decided it. But really what decided it was the first game. That's the truth. You got to handle it on your own field. They didn't handle what they had to handle. So uh, tough, tough beans for them. That's now what two tournaments in a row that they bounce early. I wouldn't call it crisis, but definitely a need for a shakeup. You know, that that's what's going to happen there. And of course, they're young. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, Bam, I know you weren't, weren't <laughs> high at all on your national team. But let's be honest, there was some inspiration that came from those guys, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, if Qual's last shot against Argentina went in, you know, going extra time and all that kind of stuff, I think it was more. And I'm, I was in this in a position where, yay, we do well, or yay, we do bad, and we get rid of the manager. So either way, I was winning. Either way, I was winning. Like there was some 
interesting moves. Like the way we played against Tunisia and Denmark, we should have played against France. Plain yeah. and simple. I guess France, we just went we went out there. We first 10 minutes was great, and then we're like, okay, we scored. Now what do we do? And we just got destroyed by France. Where we played how teams like Saudi Arabia play, where it's just balls to the wall, let's go for it, let's not be scared. Different result could have happened there. Well, like Morocco, right? Let's be real Definitely. in the semifinal. One ball bounces one way or another, and those guys are the ones that pull this game off. They were extremely unfortunate. Why? Because they played forward. They weren't afraid. They did what they had to do. It didn't work out. The bounces didn't go their way, but they were in a position to do so. And I think that's when you, when you look at a side and you, and you really evaluate maybe the coaching decisions, it's the chances created, right? It's the run of play, not the actual goal scored because that that's another thing, right? But it, did they get in position to score those goals? And if that was happening, even if you didn't get the goals, if that was still happening, there's not much to be mad about, right? Except you didn't get the result. And I think for exactly. Australia, it didn't happen at the last second no. there. It got lost no. for the U.S. versus the Netherlands. They kind of played themselves, made schoolyard errors. We saw that with Mexico. I think this was the generation past, and it was just it's what it's going to be. Um, and and Tata, I don't know what he was doing. So all ran, we all ran into the similar issues here. Is eventually the quality of the management kind of took over, and then that was that. Um, Araceli, your impressions of the tournament? What inspired you? Uh, what did you enjoy the most out of this thing? Well, going into the tournament, I was supporting Mexico because I am an L3 fan. But then again, I really did not have high expectations for them considering how the team has been performing for the past year. It was kind of one of those of like, just please get out of the group stage. But obviously we saw what happened there. But other than that, I mean, you guys kind of already mentioned it earlier. You know, we have to start looking at other teams like Morocco, Japan, South Korea. We cannot sleep on these African teams, the J League, the K League, because it's clear and obvious that they're starting to come up talent-wise. Um, but other than that, I mean, Morocco, ooh, they really were a very passionate team. You could tell in each of their matches. I will be the first to admit I am a Ronaldo fan. Yes, I wanted Portugal to win, but hey, hats off to Morocco. They wanted it more, so all the credit to them. Um, I mean, there, there was just a lot of great moments in this tournament. Croatia beating Brazil. It The list goes on, really. In one way, you could say that it's kind of a leveling of talent, right, or, or capabilities among national teams, that the gap between the best – and I'd say the middle is is shrinking. Uh, skill levels are coming up. Things are evening more. Games are more contested. Systems also provide that. So teams are better managed these days. But it's much more competitive. I could, I could think on maybe two teams in this tournament that were really not competitive. Otherwise, everybody else, pretty darn, pretty darn close. You know, there, there were moments. There's only two that were like, they do not belong here. And then we thought Costa Rica, oh, they don't belong here. And then they were minutes away from moving on to the next round. So who knows what, right? A bit of a Lazarus moment there, uh, jumping right back in. But they did. You know, they stepped up. Um, they 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 licked their wounds and, and moved on and, and, and got points out of this thing and were competitive just as well. So 
Uh, I think the only team that I felt really hard done by, like, oh, man, I really thought more was coming from them was Ecuador, where our boys were at. Um, they looked good in all of their games, and somehow they go home. Um, I thought they were probably the most unfortunate of, of the groups in terms of, of where they ended up because it just looked like there was so much more to take from that. What do you think, Bam? Uh, for me with Ecuador, like I think the thing that hurt them the most was unfortunately was missing Mendes for the final group due to him copping two yellows in the two games before. Like Mendes played a full 90 in the two nil over Qatar, played the full 90 in the 1 1 against the Netherlands. Now, there's some stats about Mendes in the game against Qatar. Do you know what his accurate pass rate percentage was? High 80s, right? 99 percent. Jeez, he was <laughs> balling out both games. He was balling in the 1 1 against Netherlands. His pass rate was 87 percent. Yeah, against Netherlands, guys, and the system that they run up, uh, and how tight they will play teams. I, I think we got an introduction to Mendez that we didn't understand we had. I think our club understood that. They know that. They've assessed. I know the Orlando fans, when he left, were, were, were pretty angry about, about the situation when he left them because um, they knew a little more than we did. But talk about competition for places in our midfield. We, we have a proper one. Um, and, and it's nice to have him here. It's a luxury for as long as we can keep him because he really featured well. Tony's shaking his head, right? Go for it, Tony. He's going to say something. Jump at it. Well, me and Bam, we've been talking about it, but it's there's rumors. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet or not. And is it been confirmed yet, Bam? Um, Mendez may be on the leave for Gam. I think I believe Gam or Tam. Well, we can't keep him because he costs too much. No, just JT making JT moves supposedly because he's it's yeah. it's like there's a there's a buyer out there that's going to give us some some Garber bucks. So, so this is going back from December second. Um, mm-hmm. Club de Foot Montreal are requiring him for 450k game plus 50k game incentives. To where? Montreal. Montreal. Interesting. Interesting. So that's that, why I said. Yeah, that, that was a rumor going. Now, it hasn't been much after that from December 2nd, but that was rumored going around back then was that he was going to that. Now, me personally, I see him as we're going to keep him and um, see if he will be off to Europe. And the way that, that Mendes played, and the way yeah. that Mendes played in the World Cup, it's. Sifu's hit his peak in the MLS, but Mendes is already ahead of him, I would say. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just, they they're, they play different roles. They just do. In our system, it's similar, right? They'd be fine. A little different way, way to approach things, but they would be fine. They could play the same, you know, the same way. In Ecuador's system, no, different roles. Just a different, different way of approaching it. So... No, we're, we're fine if we keep Mendez. We're going to miss if Fuentes if he goes, but, dude, we'd be idiots not to take the money at this point. He's probably at his highest value we've seen yet. Um, it's going to be hard to keep him at this stage. He's so highly, highly, highly rated, but Mendez is there too. Um, and when you feature in a World Cup and feature well, 
Oh, yes, the price goes up. So we'll see how long either of them last with us, but they are now very marketable products. And uh, that's how the sport is done. That's how you keep things moving and you bring in other big-name players. Uh, speaking of the other players for our team that actually featured well, I know Acosta got minutes. He looked good in the minutes that he had. Would have liked to see him play more, but <laughs> that's a pretty, you know, let's be honest, the U.S. midfield is pretty, pretty, that's the, that's the most solid part of that team. So kind of hard to break in anyway. Uh, yeah, Tony. I was like, I have a question for, for like, just in general for the round table for the U.S. It's, it's always bothered me because of the U.S. media is always the same with them. It's, we're, we're still, we're still a growing nation in, in soccer. Like, don't worry. We're going to, we're going. And then it goes to, we're here. We're ready. We should be winning everything. So when is this conversation going to stop and then actually be like what Spain is, where it's like, you need to perform and anything outside of the group stage is un, unwanted. Well, when the majority of American media is a bunch of turtles with their heads tucked in until the World Cup shows up and then they rise up, oh, World Cup's here, you're going to get the full emotion. Because why? It, it sells. It sells. Is it accurate? No. Far from it. We got a lot of issues to deal with. It's a pretty pretty heavy thing to talk about. We could take up a whole episode as to why the U.S. is where they are. Uh, but it's just media being media. I mean, look at the English media. Talk about when is it going to grow up. The inventors of the game, apparently <laughs> their media can't grow up because every time they string two good games together, they're going to be the next World Cup champ, right? They're taking the cup. It's going home because we had two good games. They do it every time, and then they destroy their own side when they don't pull it off because the expectations are way up here when they should have never been. Nothing against their players. It's their media. And then you get everybody in a, whipped up in a frenzy. And now, walking away from a tournament, which they were pretty darn good, it's all grumble, 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 everybody angry, and, and you know everybody point fingers at Kane when, dude, you, you, you hit the team that was going to beat you anyway. Sorry, that's just life. That's the World Cup. Not that many get to win it. That's how it plays. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're, we're victims of that of that same sensationalism. And so the expectations are all over the place because we don't know better here. We're naive to it. Ask fans of the Netherlands what it takes to win a World Cup, right? There's no guarantees. It's the World Cup. As long as you're competitive and play your best, that's the essential. If you get there and you have the run, cool. If you don't, welcome to the club. All but one team is going to be happy when this is all said and done. That, that's it. That's where I'm at. Bam, do you want to add into that? Just like going through the media side of football fans. Yes, I'm calling it football. It's not soccer. It's football. Um, it was a for bad me, day for soccer that day. <laughs> says for the me, fan of like, the soccer rules. It is what it is. I call um, them both. I like both words. It's fine. Yeah. It, call, call it how, how you see it. Me personally, it's football or football. The media is scared in Australia of it taking over. In Victoria, the only time there's it's on the front cover or big on the back page is flares, hooliganism, fights. It's a shame. Get it out. All that bad stuff. Yet during the World Cup, look at these beautiful photos of all these people at Fed Square with a red tinge of flares going behind. You know, they can't get enough of it. But the moment it's in the A-League, oh, it's all bad. We need to stamp this out. It's all bad. Yet, across the road at the AFL, 
there can be a hundred arrests for drunken disorderly punches on all that doesn't get a get a say and i'm taking a we say a pretty good guess the same thing happens in the in the u.s a lot you know besides besides the lafc winning it and all that kind of stuff you don't really hear much about it unless it's all bad negative but you don't hear bad negative about the nfl the basketball all that kind of stuff here it's been moving up but for the most part growing up i will tell you that yeah it was the negative stuff that and and baseball wanting to be baseball and you could tell that the other sports saw it as a threat so it was it was limited at best you know or the worst writer like la times um the guy that shouldn't be writing about it's the guy they send because well they got to throw him somewhere um and so it gets that that treatment and you'd only hear about it if there was a crazy score you know but but really now thankfully the best thing to ever happen to u.s soccer and to american soccer is social media uh you can't hold it back you can't hide it's out in the open because social media forces it out there and now you actually hear the people's voices right now guys like you and me get to talk about the game get to throw it up here get whoever wants to hear us can hear us and and now this is the new world that we're in right and so it has its own independent media outside of the general media that keeps it running because the audience that wants to hear it now has a choice. And I think that's changed it here. They can't hold that back anymore. So, yeah, that's where I see it. Araceli, you know, being in Kansas City, I mean, you've seen peaks and valleys and all that for coverage, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I I think I could easily say we've seen it all on all levels over here. And that was one question I did kind of have for Bam out of curiosity because a lot of us have seen those images and they would do a big focus on like the quote unquote party in Australia at 3 a.m. Like, were you part of that? Do you, it's okay if you weren't. I'm just curious of how it was perceived over there. Um, I, I mean, I didn't go to any of them because, you know, working and those ones taken at 3 a.m. I was up for work and all that kind of stuff. The only games I really watched were the 9 p.m. games, halfway of the midnight game, and the last half of the 6 a.m. kickoff game. Um, seeing all the... Let's say the more media side, the more social media side of all the stuff going on and all that kind of stuff. Like, for example, the game against Argentina. There was photos going around of... Uh, there's a shop here in Australia called BCF. stands for Boating, Camping, Fishing. So it sells boating gear, camping gear, fishing gear. In Sydney and Melbourne, every shop was sold out of click and collect for flares. <laughs> you could not go and buy a flare. That, and you just well, you've seen just all that breakdowns. I don't, I don't yeah, you, you know, there's a lot of people yeah. calling for help. A lot of people calling for help. That, that's all it is. And, a lot of boats sinking in the middle of a public plaza. That's it. Yes, yes. In what was when it was built described as one of the ugliest thing ugliest things built in Melbourne. But at five AM, if you weren't in that area, you were told to leave and go to Amy Park because they were showing it there. You could not get in <laughs> at five AM. Kickoff wasn't until six, but at five AM couldn't get in. Seeing That's all that beautiful. kind of stuff. Oh, it was amazing. But I'm still um how, how to say it? You only see that during the World Cup when something good's happening. 
if that was to happen at the A League or the MLS, it's bad. Got to get rid of it. You know, got to got to destroy it somehow. But because it's a World Cup and soccer is, oh, it's fine. I mean, it clearly sounds like it's pressure from the other sports in your country, which is what we had for the longest time until those sports started investing in soccer. Like the owners have the same interests, so that kind of changed things here as well. We do have to admit to that. All right, so let's talk about the final before we get into LA. I know you're like, when are we going to LAFC? We're going to talk about LAFC, but we want to get the World Cup taken care of. Bring on the final, the amazing final. Messi versus Mbappe, a defending champion looking for a repeat versus a, a team trying to send off its 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 great grand leader. Um, the storylines, I mean, you get golden boot winners. There's four guys, I guess, in the running, and they're all four playing in this game. What? I've never seen this before. Bam, if you are Araceli, Bam, any of you guys, I'll throw it to you first, Bam. Have you seen anything like this for the golden boot race? No, it's only wrapped up easy by now. This is bizarro. Yeah, this is crazy that it would be those four in this moment. You have the tiebreaker of assist. Oh, yeah, that's tied too. Uh, how is it shaping up? It's, it's it's gorgeous. What do you think, Tony? It's almost storybook at this time. It's like you have Messi destined to win his first World Cup with Argentina winning their third. And, you know, cementing his history as one of Argentina's greats and finally getting loved from Argentina. Because as most of you know, Argentinians don't like Messi because he never played in Argentina. But when he does well for Argentina, he's a godsend. Like, that's how it is with him. It, it is true. And Conflicted. then you Yes, exactly. Yes. And then you have France trying to be the first back or not the first in well the. Yeah, first in like how many years now? Like back to back World Cup champions? The fifties. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, and the last time someone came back to the finals was I think Brazil in ninety eight, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So and France. France mm-hmm. kind of took that. So yeah. Um, so I guess somebody said it it would be if if France pulls us off, that's three world world cups in twenty four years. Mm-hmm. I think I read that. That's insanity, right? I mean, that's dynasty in a way. Back to back makes it a dynasty, but three and 24. Talk about entering the world stage and just grabbing it, especially after not qualifying in 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty amazing story if if it happens. Still being in the finals is an amazing story. So all credit to France and, and developing what they did. See, France, most people don't realize, is also a multi-sport country like the United States where rugby is huge there. But rugby, yeah, it is. There's other sports there that get just as much play as as soccer does. It's not the main thing. Um, so kind of the U.S. vibe there, if you guys want to feel hopeful, uh, is that it's all different there too. Uh, we'll see. I think to me, it looks like the the battle of the star for the last generation versus the guy taking the mantle going forward. Right. Mbappe is the story going forward. He's already on the cover of FIFA. You see him everywhere. He's the media darling of the future and the and the present. Where Messi's that guy that's gonna exit from here and, and the international career is done. He's got a couple more club years left and maybe a trip to MLS after, but this is it for him. And it's just really an interesting vibe, no matter who takes it, to have those two guys on the field at the same time, 
and the two systems running into each other because there's some amazing and they're all amazing right that's why they're in the final but just a great matchup altogether that we're going to see which brings it to you Araceli. uh what are what are your expectations for this game how excited are you i know are you getting up early in the morning for a watch party I'm definitely going to be getting up early for this game. Now, whether I'm going to go to a watch party or not, I'm still trying to decide because not a lot of places over here are going to be showing the game, which is surprising. So we'll, we'll see who comes up with it. But other than that, um, I'm definitely expecting a good matchup. You could look at it both ways from the Argentina side. They're going to be looking at Messi winning it for winning the world cup for Argentina you could look at it from the France side, like Tony pointed out, they're going for the three-peat, back-to-back wins. Uh, me, personally, I got to go with my ancestry here, so I'm rooting for France. Um, okay. <laughs> and to me, like Mbappe is a great player, but personally, my favorite players are like Alvier. Oh, goodness, I'm going to mispronounce it so bad. I apologize. Uh, Gerard and uh, Theo Hernandez, th- those are like, the top players in my opinion Giroud Hernandez uh and he's a secondary Hernandez what come on now no the Hernandez brothers are amazing they just are uh you know I'll throw it to you Bam what are your impressions on this where do you think this one's gonna go if you want to throw a prediction you definitely can but but what's what's your thoughts on the breakdown of this one for me um I'm I'm not gonna get a lot of hate for this but for, for this whole World Cup, I've been saying Ronaldo and Messi will be two of the greatest players from this generation to never win the World Cup, and I'm staying by that. Messi, is. He, he's a great player. Ronaldo, being a great player, will never win a World Cup. Showing how difficult it is. That That's that's the truth of it. Uh, no one person can carry something these through anymore. The, the way the game is played these days pulls from that, but uh, I'll throw it to you, Tony, because I can already hear. See, Tony, Tony needs to admit everybody he, to everybody that he. You see the logo above his head. Um, his goat is not the same as your goat in some cases. I think that might be the case, right, Tony? Actually, no. I'm rooting ah. for Argentina to pull it through and Messi finally win the World Cup that he's been, you know chasing his whole life because as I think he is Maradona in spirit, but not the Maradona that literally carried Argentina to a world cup final and win it, winning it. He's more of a, a little bit like a light Maradona carrying the team when he needs to, because he, he, he doesn't have, he doesn't carry anymore. He has moments. And when you see those moments, there are goal opportunities that end up scoring and he creates those. I just believe he finally has the help that he needs finally around him and can play the system that he wants to play. And he can just sit back and do whatever he needs to do instead of carrying it. And, but again, can't count out France, but I, it's still going to be a good game, but I still believe that as it pains me to say it, Messi will go down as the goat in the conversation. <laughs> if he pulls this off, you can't, the debate's over, right? The debate is over. Um, I know, I know Ronaldo has a couple of years on him, which does show it showed in this tournament. Um, you surprised me, Tony. I didn't expect that, but it's cool. I would have lost a bet. That's for certain. Uh, I'll throw up mine. 
my head and my heart are saying two different things. That I think that's where I'm at. My heart, it's all messy on this one. Like, oh, you know, I want to see it happen. It, it's something good for the game. It's just something good for him uh, to have him pull this off. What a way to exit stage right uh, to, to pull off a World Cup win. It would just be perfect. And that's the problem with all of it. It's too perfect. And when you break the game down and look at what the teams are made of, of course, if France plays the way they did against Morocco, I'm in Tony's camp. But I can't help but think if France plays their game, it's going to be nearly impossible for Argentina to pull this off. I really do. Is it going to be close? Yes. I think it's going down to the wire. This is why I'm I'm split on this thing because this is probably going to be freaking penalties because it's a World Cup final and these happen. Um, yeah, we're splitting hairs really on this. But my head's saying France. My heart's saying Argentina. I'm, I'm all messed up on it because I just – it just uh, Francis look good all the way through. There's not been a problem with them. They haven't made it look hard for themselves. Or Argentina definitely has made it hard themselves at times. So we'll see if the passion wins or the tactics wins. Well, I don't know. It's going to be a fun to watch, fun one to watch. And of course, if you do want to watch it, hang out with us and yell at us and make fun of us because of our picks. Tony, where can they go to watch this game? So me and Joseph will be at a BA watch party that is being held at Progressive Brewing at 9624 Epic Street in South El Monte. And doors oh, open at 6 a.m. Poche Street? Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. In Poche Street. Um, <clears throat> sorry, a little cotton dry right now. And it, like I said, doors open at 6 a.m. Game starts at 7. So if you guys are willing to drive to El Monte and you'll see us there bright and early, I'll have my... My mate there with me in the traditional Argentinian sense, as people has been calling me, you know, certain things that they see me nowadays. And then also there is going to be a, another watch party in the San Fernando Valley at Tacos Way. So if you can't make it all the way to El Monte and want to be closer, you can go to the one at Tacos Way in San, in San, San Fernando. Sorry for the yawn. So the big difference between these two, of course, at Tacos Way, food will be served at 6.30 a.m. Uh, at Progress Brewing is definitely bring your own food, but you can bring whatever you want. So if you want to go get a box of donuts, go for it. You want to bring breakfast burritos or power to you. Um, like I said, I know where we're going to be. Uh, I know Tony and I, we're, we're going to be hanging out with BA and, and friends of BA and LASC Faithful over at Progress. It's also a heck of a lot closer for us, too. So, well, not you, but for me. Uh, and so that's where I'm planning on going uh, to see this thing. And I've kind of avoided the watch parties this World Cup. It's kind of strange, but it's the World Cup final and I'd be a fool not to. Yes, Tony. There's also we're also doing donations to help the uh, underprivileged kids for toys for, you know, it is Christmas season. And, you know, we are we decided to be I decided to make this more of a charitable event, you know, watch the World Cup, have fun with friends, but also give back to the community like we always do. So. Um, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, just something, you know, to give, to give out. It doesn't, there's no, there's no limit, but don't, you know, overspend, you know what I mean? It's like, this is going all to charity and it would be very welcome to, for you guys to, you know, just bring a little toy or something like that to help the underprivileged. Boom. There it is guys. Definitely gotta get my toys ready. There it is. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, predictions. Like I said, I think we're all kind of where we're at. It's just going to be good. I'm going to enjoy this final no matter how it goes because I know these teams are going to play it right. It's going to be a fun one to watch. 
I hope there's multiple goals and all the madness and the scoring. The scoring goes down to the last minute. Ah, it'd be great. It'd be great. All right. So let's move on forward, of course. Tradition dictates that we, of course, do a black and gold vinyl club minute. And since we're talking about a World Cup final, heroes and villains and all that stuff. Bam, you have a song choice for this one. Definitely share it with the rest of us. So the song I've gone for for this one is by Vaudeville Smash featuring Les Murray. Now, I grew up listening to Les Murray a lot. He was a Hungarian refugee to Australia. Um, he unfortunately passed away in 2017 at the age of 71. He was the voice of soccer football in Australia. On SBS, he would always be there um, talking about the games. He would be announcing the scores, all that kind of stuff in the morning. I grew up always listening to him. They actually, the band got him in to, to do this song with him called Zinedine Zidane. The reason why they got him is because all, all the song is, is him saying famous footballers' names. For example, the first chorus is goes Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Veron, Suarez, Van Basten, um, Giolini, Buffon. That's what it starts off with. So it's just him for the whole song talking about all these plays and then ends up going, the greatest of them all is Zinedine Zidane. So for me <laughs> and for this, for the World Cup, because all these big name players, it has to be that song. Dude, it is, it is epically awesome. I I love it. it. It's just it's a good flashback, right? You need to listen to some of these stars who aren't 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 they have hung up the boots. Pretty much all of them have kind of kind of hung up the boots. I think uh, it's just cool. It's a good flashback, and it, it's it's catchy too, right, Tony? Um, I love Euro trash music. It just it's one of my like, how do I say this? My guilty pleasures. That in Eurobeat too. Eurobeats, there's yeah. also that's but that's my initial D anime thing. But the beat's are... a little trashy, we dig it for sure. All right, cool. Before we get into MLS news and just cover that, that's how we're gonna kind of end the show today is on that. Let's hear from you guys. Let's jump over to the community, see what you guys have to say. Uh, what's going on out there? Tell us your predictions, guys. We love hearing from it. Let's join it. Let's find some good comments here. I'll go all the way to the top. First one in the mix, I see is it's Jibble. Welcome back, sir. Uh, and he's got a star on his chest as he's telling everybody. Uh, uh, Burke, oh, man, you're with us, man. He says, hopefully we get a new schedule soon. Ready for this to start already. Run it back. Exactly. And defend the cup. We thought it would be out today. That's one of the reasons why we actually did our episode today is we, we were figuring by the time we came on air today, schedule will be up. It didn't quite happen that way. Um, and so we kind of lost out on the chance to talk about the schedule and where we want to go and where we want to travel to <coughs> Costa Rica. Um, but still, but still, we have, we'll cover that next week. Uh, let's see. LOL man's on here. Samuel Carmona. Good. Uh, Josh. Josh Lee in the mix, dude. I love the logo, dude. That 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 tiger vibe is perfect, man. That looks super cool. Uh, Josh talking about uh Yankees signing Rodon, Tony. What? Yeah. Jonathan Rima is here. It says, "So when are y'all coming to a strikers game?" 
Man, um, I'm trying. I do have a funny story. I told him about this. It was the craziest story ever. My kids, we go to the YMCA in Upland. It happens to be where the strikers train at. And my boy had soccer practice there that day on the indoor court. And they double booked with the strikers. And so my little guy's team actually bumped the strikers from their practice, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. My daughter had swim practice at the same time. Guess where the team went for practice? The pool. So it was my daughter and the entire strikers team um, training. Yeah, it was an interesting morning. That's for sure. But uh, she didn't mind because she's a strikers fan. She's cool with it. So, yeah, good, fu- good, funny stuff. Yes, definitely go out to a strikers game. Talk to Jonathan about it. It is a lot of fun there. I was expecting a little more from this year. I know it's a rough start. Let's hope things turn around for them and they get more competitive and, and make a good run here. I know San Diego is like as rigged as it gets, but still put up a good showing. Um, the colors are cool. The, the name is difficult. I will admit to that. It hasn't rolled off the tongue well at all since, since it's come around, but I get it. I get it. I do like the colors, though. It's it, it's kind of a good vibe. Aricella, you're, you're in the same boat, right? Is it, it, it is difficult to say, right? It is a little difficult to say because... I still call them the Fury from time to time. I- I'm sorry. Yep. The Empire Strikers, it just, I don't know. It doesn't have that, it it doesn't work for me. So, yeah, it just doesn't Maybe feel in right, time does it? it'll grow, but for right now, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I-, I think, tell me, hear me out on this, and I know they're, they don't care, but if they just call them the IE Strikers, everyone knows the IE. Right. I mean, yeah, everybody makes fun of that. Whatever. IE Strikers is way better than Empire Strikers. It just sounds like Empire Strikes Back. And I think that's what throws everybody off. Right? Empire Strike. Oh, see? You think in movies. It's just, yeah, there's something up with it. I know Jonathan also told me there's like a tip jar that they're doing with them. They absolutely, uh, well, accidentally uh, say Fury. So even they struggle with it as well. But good luck to them. Uh, I'll be out there soon enough. You know me. It's Jibble says, would you guys prefer if we try to keep Mendez? Does he start over Ilya this season at CDM or play another role? Oof, that's the first one to hit. I'll go to Tony first on this. You answer it and then bam, and then I'll meet. Then I'll jump into Go for it, Tony. I think <clears throat> later on in his career, like Mendez moves into that position because I think Ilya is just a rock in that, in that field. Like, you know what I mean? He commands a presence. He can... Like I said, he he's the unofficial captain without having the captain's band is the best way to say it. You saw what happened when we didn't have him on the field. You saw what happened when like Mendez was still fresh when we got him because he's not into the system. Maybe maybe they trade off because again, this year, this season, we're tr- we're trying to go for all the trophies. We're going to need as much rest from everybody as we can. So that could be a possibility. Flexibility. All right, Bam, your thought? I see him taking over Sifu's role. So starting both Mendes and Ilya. They'll both be starting, both be playing. Um, I can see them rotating. So one pushes up, then the other one pushes up, then the other one pushes up, keep that rotating going. But with the way Ilya was playing last year, you can't bench him. Yeah, and and honestly, we're going to have, what, 50-plus games this year potentially? There will be games for both of them to be their, your CDM. There's no way Ilya is going to play that many games. 
He's got to get rested. Okosa's got to get rested. Sifu's got to get rested. They have to rotate this year. They're all going to get a lot of playtime. It's not one resting for the other. I think they're all interchangeable at this stage, especially with the heavy, heavy schedule we're dealing with. Look, if we make a run in the Open Cup, the CCL, the League's Cup, our own league, MLS Cup playoffs, good Lord, I think we need 50 players just to stay healthy. It's a hard ask with this schedule. It's crazy. So I can't wait for it to come out so we can tell you more about it. But it's going to be hard. I think they're all going to get play time. I hope we hold on to them as long as we possibly can because we're going to need them. But you know John Thornton. He's probably got somebody up his sleeve that we don't know about yet. And it'll all be figured out by the time we kick the ball off this season. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Samuel, Samuel Carmona, jealous of the Mascars. Truth is, dude, I have... 10 or 11 more scarves that are sitting next to me right now. I can't figure out how to put them up there at this moment, including our championship ones, which much must, must feature. Uh, that's what winter break is for, right people. Uh, and so we'll figure that out. But yeah, man, it's just, you know how old I am by the amount of scars I have. Trees have rings. I have scars. Uh, that that's just how it goes. Uh, <laughs> Jibble says, if you could choose what player from the tournament would like to join the club. Uh, that's easy. Messy. Uh, no, actually, you know who you know who I'm enjoying watching? And because I know it's a potential it could be coming to us anyways, is Griezmann. Um, the more I see of Griezmann and the rumors of him coming here, the more I'm like salivating at the opportunity. Because the 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 delivery he gives to the strikers on his side, to everyone, right? He delivers on a dime. If we get that guy. Setting this stuff up from the from the wings into the middle for who we have up front, who will still keep getting a good source of players. Dude, he'll kill it in this league. He doesn't even have to kill himself to survive in this league. He could get years into this. And of course, it's too early for him to come anyway. But I could definitely see the passing of the torch between Valley and Griezmann. I think that's a real thing. I really do. Uh, so that would be my guy for sure. Uh, keeper from Morocco is pretty darn cool. I got to say, that would be fun to have him on our side, too. So those two standouts. And, of course, I know Modric is old, but who the heck wouldn't want him around, right? So there he goes. Bam, what do you think, man, watching this tournament? Watching this tournament? Uh, I think we're going to do another raid of Asia, do do another raid of, of Japan, Korea. You know, the way those players were playing were really good. And I think it also might need to do, although we love looking at South America for players, go have a look at Africa. The way way Morocco is stood out, you know, they'll have some up-and-coming kids coming as well. I don't think it's just one player that I'm more looking for. I think it's more regions I'd be starting to look more at. Well, I think a Poco and Blessing might have something to say about that. Right? I mean, we have actually got really good players from Africa already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's an open source. Yeah, yeah but I, I think we need to start looking more there as well because there's a lot of untapped talent. Like as we've seen with Opoku and Blessing and yeah. Mamadou 4, we have some great talent coming out of there, but no one else in the league is really looking there. Why don't we go there further? Get in. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. This, yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of the World Cup is to see how much talent's around the world and Yes, checkbooks are opening as we speak. 
right? There's guys going to move for a lot of good money at this next transfer window, and they've earned it. They've certainly earned it. So, yes. Hey, there, our brother, Jerry Jimenez, in the mix. Brother, you root for the wrong teams, but we still love you. Uh, <laughs> no love for the soccer. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, Jerry, as you see, has been very, very busy growing the game in San Diego. All love to him for doing that. Keep it up, man. Keep it up. Um, and I do hope, I do hope that it is true that an MLS team is heading that way. I know for you that's going to be a very difficult thing to think about, especially with your love for LAFC and, and so much that you've done for us here. But I still hope an MLS team is going that way. And so we can pay more visits to you as well, sir. So, yes, all love to Jerry, man. Happy to have you jump on. Uh, Samuel, <laughs> he's laughing a bit. Ooh, it's Jibble. Uh, Cho Gae-sung from South Korea plays for the same team as Moon. He's a striker. He scored two in the tournament. You are correct, sir. By the way, Kim Moon-won, he did himself well in this tournament. He's Good going for to him, man. What? He's going to what? Europe. He's going to go to Europe. He should. That's fine. Puts the hard work. He makes it. It's good. I'm happy for Hey, I'm always cool with our alums, man. And if they do well, that's good for us, too. So, yeah, good on him. Good thoughts, Jibble. Um, again, expand it. Find players from everywhere. That's what we're supposed to do. Uh, Samuel says World Cup went by way too fast. It was a little condensed. Yes, the same amount of games, but actually less days in between games for teams. So it was a little, a little condensed. Uh, it's Jibble to have another Korean represent black and gold would be amazing. We, yes, yes, completely agreed. Completely agreed. Um, more players in to represent our amazing community, the better, the absolute better. Yes, I'm with you. Uh, Wolf D9U, what's up, Black and Gold? Miss y'all, miss you too, man. I <laughs> see the little image there with the MLS Cup, that looks beautiful. I dig it. Also, happy birthday to the uh, District 9 Ultras or Union Ultras if you're an old fart like me. Um, my old my old stomping grounds um dude all love to you guys and what you're doing um seriously 15 years it's it's good stuff uh i know black army we've hit what 12 years now did it yeah so it's it's cool to see everybody growing up together let's be honest and growing old together too but yeah that's that but all good things man it's just nice that we all get to celebrate a trophy now even better uh jibble says he's rooting for argentina will definitely be a game to remember agreed i'm rooting for him too man again nothing against france i like both teams i really do i really do the final four dude i like all four teams it's cool i was happy either way uh da, 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 da. okay heart of lac podcast if you look on the chat there in youtube uh good old bam got us some uh youtube videos so check those out uh wolf was asking about the world cup let's see who yeah wolf was asking about sifu you guys are i think already answered that one i'll be surprised if he stays i'll be surprised yeah i'll be shocked too carlos c says is a team willing to pay for mendez there's going to be a lot of interest for him after well he's played at the world cup don't forget he's a free agent now ah <sighs> yeah uh, we'll see where he decides to go, how this is going to play. Of course, in league, I think we still have some protections, but out, outside, nope. So we'll see what happens. Tough decisions, that's for sure. 
Uh, Wolf is asking why he's not clicking the same way for LAFC. It's minutes, man. I, I he doesn't have consistent minutes with us. Uh, I think you know coming in late into a season in a team that's already established, the adjustment is hard to make, and there's no room for error. And the guy that he's tasked with replacing is so critical to what we do. It's really hard to fill those shoes. As good as he plays, they play different. So yes. <laughs> Jerry, I don't want to talk about MLS in San Diego. Yet. Ah, gotcha. Uh, Jibble, thanks for bringing it up because I'll miss Ibiaga left as a champion. That's right. He left as a champion, an LAFC champion, and uh, all love to him. Um, good on him. He goes to Dallas. He'll definitely get to play there, start there. Uh, I can't fault a man for doing that. He's got to protect his interests. You don't get to play a whole lot of time. So um, he's got to do what's best for him. And if Dallas is what's best for him in his career, so be it. Just we know that he gave his all for us and helped us get to where we are, and that's essential. And so uh, we will miss him on our side, but again, only the best for him as long as it's not against us. Carlos C., do we keep Teo? Could he be a good attacking midfield option? Oh, man. Uh, Aristelli, do you think we go for Teo? We keep Teo or just let him go? That's a bit of a tough one, and because I would like to see him stay, considering we hadn't really seen much from him late in the season. But I won't be surprised if LEFC quote unquote trades him for another player. Yeah, I mean it's tough, and you know what did he do for us? Right, it hasn't been all roses, you know, and so it's it's really tough. We know what he has capability wise. But again, this is a stacked side. So where does he fit? I think that's the big question. Uh, hey, Wolf. He's calling out Bam's beard. I, yeah, I can't say anything. Taking me a bit. Since 2019, so good three years. See? It can happen, Tony. It can happen. <laughs> so can shirts. But it's okay. <laughs> Oh, Jerry. I see Jerry here. One question. If you're John Thornton, what position are you looking to strengthen this season? It's the one we always talk about. I'll say it right now. An attacking midfielder, right? Or a controlling midfielder, a playmaker. That's what we've never had. That's what we've always wanted. The Christmas list continues. Do you guys have any other thoughts of where else we need to fill? A true number 10. There it is. A 10. Guess what? Your playmaker. There it is. Double, double down, Araceli. Um, well, you can't think of one off the top of my head, so I'll go with the number ten. Because yeah, need playmaker. Consensus. <laughs> uh, Bam. I know what he's gonna say. Go for it. A backup keeper for McCarthy. Is he leaving? No, 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 no. Because we just need one because we only have two on the roster right now. Yep. And yeah, one is quite we're gonna, we're gonna need that, but honestly, the way <laughs> the way Max has been rehabbing has been a little bit superhuman. Uh, have you seen it? Mm -hmm. It's been pretty wild in his recovery. This dude is superhuman. Um, he's gonna be back before we know it, I think. It looks way of course you gotta be careful, but sheesh, he's doing good. But yeah, we're definitely gonna need somebody third string in there at least. 
because yeah, I think McCarthy's our starter for a period there. I don't think we're gonna spend much money on that. There is a a, a free agent though. I hear Sean Johnson's a free agent, so that's a little interesting. Did you guys see that? I guess he's not gonna go back to New York. At least that's what I heard. There's a lot of free agents going yeah. on. Now. Yeah. Hazard is rumored to go to the MLS. That's the rumor. So do with you with that which with that information as you wish. Also, and also another spicy one. I think someone's going. I uh, just got sent by our friend Hugh Cardi that I believe Suarez is going to Cruz Azul. Really, the rumor has it. He'd fit in there. He'd fit, uh, since a certain team near us can't buy anybody right now. <laughs> We haven't got to talk about that yet, but why should we? They're irrelevant. Uh, no, because in the yeah, Suarez has to go somewhere. Suarez has to go somewhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Jibble says Bale is an interesting case. Is he DP worthy? Well, he has half a season to 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 claim it. We don't have to pay a dime for him. Um, just what we're paying him already until the summertime. So guess what? He has an entire summer to decide what he wants to do. If he can't play i spend the money if he can we're gonna spend some money that's just the way it goes we'll see we'll see uh carlos says thanks to bail for the epic goal but we need to move on from him uh he can't stay consistently healthy he didn't come here healthy i think that's that that's very apparent and he, he looked tired in the world cup too right i mean he did his work but yeah bail of old it's it's tough to see it really is because we all know what he can do and you could tell there's something not quite, not quite right there. So we'll see with the off season and a long, or not, not long, but at least a full preseason uh, with the boys, what it'll do for him, and we'll go from there. I say the book's still open on him. Well, uh, you also yes. remember too is for every day that he was with the national team, we we're getting paid ten thousand US by really? FIFA. Every player that was at for every day a player was at the the World Cup. The club gets ten thousand US from FIFA. That's lucrative. Check that out. Not bad. So we had Not we bad. had five players over there, fifty grand a day US coming to us. Kaching. We need the money. We need the money. Seriously. We win cups, but it doesn't guarantee cash flow. We need the money. <laughs> Uh, Wolf went with the midfielder. Jerry's agreeing 100% with Jonathan about the midfield. So, yeah, we have consensus, guys. We're still seeking that number 10 after all that. We have a number 10, but, you know, a playmaker after all these years. All right. Good stuff on the comments, guys. Love it. All right. Let's get into it. What's happening next for LAFC? What do they got to look forward to? I think the big thing, the big one, of course, is expansion draft. We're not expansion, just draft, right? The actual draft next week expansion draft already happened no the draft draft um it's not like we're gonna fare so great in this one right guys i mean we finished one um guess what that means yeah not much to claim for this one um you're later in the round so uh do we we'll even see what comes out of it yeah i thought we, we i thought we traded a little less picks away we tend to do that anyway and if we have one we're probably going to trade it anyway Thornton is not a big on the draft. He's not. First year, we needed to be, right? We needed roster space. We needed him to fill it. Um, 
but we tend to trade that stuff away and we get a few decent picks coming down the line. We've had a few decent picks down the line, but it never seems to be a big priority for LAFC to do anything in the expansion draft. Araceli, I mean, you've seen it, right? Outside of season one, it's been not much. Not much activity going on. And just right now I looked up the draft because it is happening on the 21st and LAFC does not have a pick for either round. And I don't think we're going to trade into it. Do you guys see a trade going into it? No. So just no. like the expansion draft, we're watching just like everybody else. It's strange. It is strange the way we play it. Or we could invite get involved in a secondary move outside of it, but nah, we're we don't have to wheel, we don't have to deal. We just get to be us and move on. So that's your story about the expansion draft. We'll see what happens. Um, I think the waived players and the free agents are maybe the uh, the thing we're going to focus on instead, right? There's a few guys there you might want to look at. Uh, outside of that, we wanted to talk about schedule. We don't have a schedule to talk about. Uh, we will say that we do know two away days. That's what we know about right now. We got the Rose Bowl coming up, and we got Costa Rica. Right, Tony? That's it. Yep. Guess That's what? Right. I think Tony's going to both. I think I'm going to both. We wish Bam could go to both. He'll be there in spirit. Araceli, I, you're going to be working MLS next about that time. I don't think you can escape all the way to Costa Rica, I'm thinking. <laughs> right? No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yes, Tony and I will be dealing with uh, Cloud Forests and uh, all the other fun stuff down there and maybe a little zip lining. Oh, yeah, and football. So uh, we will definitely preview the match in the com- in the upcoming episodes as we lead into things um, as the calendar gets closer and closer and closer. Um, I know it sounds and feels like it's a long, long way away, but really it's not. Uh, games are coming quickly. I know we also have the Invitational out in, what, Palm Springs? What, next month already? Right in February, yeah. our first game is February six against DC United. Good Coachella, Lord, so, fast. so fast. Um, and so that one, I think Tony and I might find our way to escape out there for one of the games. We'll see. It's tough. It's a long way out there. Um, we we'll go to Costa Rica, but Palm Springs. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> go figure on that one. Uh, the Saturday game, I might go to. I might. We'll see. I want to go. So. We'll see how that works itself out. But that should be interesting. But again, it's preseason. And might I just add to everyone, do not assess the future of LAFC on preseason matches. Certain Brazilian Twitter followers seem to be into doing that. But as logical adults, we can wait, assess, judge the actual games that count for something. Right, Slip? Right, Slip? Uh that's how it works. That's how the grown-ups deal with these things. And so let's be grown-ups about this and let trust the process. I think the club's earned at least that much. So I just had to throw that out there. Am I wrong, Tony? Am I wrong? You can't count chickens till they hatch. Nope. Not at all. Not the preseason. That's testing time. Letting guys get a run out. All right. Good stuff. Anybody else you want to add anything for schedule? I mean, I know we got the Rose Bowl, but we're kind of in a holding pattern until they release this blasted thing. Yeah. I mean, there's Same really nothing to add schedule-wise, but we're also looking at LEFC's next pro team when that's going to be announced and which players will be selected. Because I believe there's already been one player that's been signed. 
I think you're right. There's one. Um, oof. I mean, again, we have a big academy. We have we have guys. We got guys from Vegas that are probably in, in our next program. I mean, no surprise there. Yes, Tony. Speaking of our academy, do you not see the Golasso from our academy? <laughs> I don't. I didn't think there were guys. There were strikers in in, in America, but I, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was pretty darn cool. Uh. I, just again appreciate it for what it is. It's beautiful to be Absolutely. young and unafraid, skilled and talented and hardworking and playing for the LAFC Academy. What a life! What a life, people. Hey, if he earns it, he earns it. That's all that matters. Putting in the work again. He thought to do that. Give him credit. That's how you get seen. Good work. All right. Any other thoughts before we give it back to our, our, our lovely supporters? Because it looks like some conversations have been popping up. We're good. We're good. All right. Let's get back to reactions then. Our final ones for the end of this show. Uh, Jibble says, I heard rumors of an 18-year-old Colombian, Gustavo Puerta, who plays in the midfield and 24-year-old Honduran center back, Daniel Maldonado, uh, are being looked at. Well, I mean... That would address some needs. They're young. We're we're into young. Um, yeah, twenty-four yard defender. That sounds so LAFC right there. Uh, could be real. Probably is. We need to fill the roster, right? People are moving. It's happening. So um, that it's right down the line. We have a we have a a pipeline for Colombian players. That's that's for certain. Um, so we'll see. We'll look into that for you guys by the next episode. We'll have more details. That's for sure. But uh, good look, man. We'll definitely look into that one as well. Uh, Wolf says he is going to the Rose Bowl, waiting for his vacation to be accepted for Costa Rica. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Wolf, did anyone watch the Academy Games semifinals? I... I know we lost in penalties at one stage, and that's all I got to say about that. Again, it's Academy ball, guys. Um, if anything, it'll add a little sandpaper to their play in the future, and it'll just make them a little tougher. We'll throw that out there. Oh, Jibble says, Summer will be interested with Janela and Falls return as well. What are our bets that Falls going to actually return, though? I, I can't see that happening realistically. The only reason why he's not playing at the moment in Villarreal B side is because he copped a red card and he's been on the bench for the two games after that suspension. So that's why he hasn't been playing for them. But he ain't coming back. He's not coming back. As much as I want him to come back, he ain't coming back. No, I don't expect it to. I'd be sad for him if he did because really he, he, the trajectory saying otherwise. Janela. Do you think he's coming back? Bam. I honestly yeah. forgot about him, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, look at this. We got to play a ton of games. He's not a liability. We're still paying him. The right? problem is, though, what's the, how many plays a king have on the roster? Will he make that roster? That's true. That's true. Oh, another complication for John Thornton. Maybe we'll just loan him again. Who knows? Or just finalize a deal. That's all we're asking. 
Uh, Jonathan fall coming back. Not so sure he won't be sold. Yeah. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that is where it's at. Thank you guys for the comments. I see Jibble and Wolf giving their thanks as well. Um, you guys are the lifeblood of the show. That's why we keep coming back again and doing all this craziness that we do. Uh, it's you guys. It's definitely you guys. So on that note, yes, we've come to the end of the show. Um, I'll throw it to you guys. I'll throw it to you, Araceli, first. Your final thoughts today. Final thoughts are simple. Just excited to watch the World Cup final and see who takes home the championship. And then, of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm getting ready to go to United Soccer Coaches Convention. I'll be working podcast row. And although Heart of LAFC won't technically have a spot there, I will be there representing the pod still. So if anyone wants to talk LAFC, come find me. Be more than happy to talk soccer. And yeah, I mean, I'm really just ready for the new season to get up and running. There it is. And it's coming fast. That's why we've all said it. Why we've talked about it. It's just, dude, it's here in a flash. So get your flags booked for Costa Rica. Get your tickets for the Rose Bowl. It's coming, coming quick. Bam, final thoughts, sir. Uh, Final thoughts. As we're getting near the Christmas season and all that, we're not that far out from Christmas. Uh, biggest thing to remember is talk to each other. Check in on your mates. Make sure everyone's okay. Be there for each other. Um, yeah, just a conversation can change a life. Like, that's a big issue, too, is by someone you haven't spoken to for a while, check in on them, see how they're going, because that phone call could be the difference between a lot of things happening. So biggest thing, check in on your friends, check in on your family, make sure everyone's all right. Well said, Bam. Well said, especially this time of year. Um, everyone needs a phone call. Everyone needs a conversation. Um, it only helps. It really does. Um, again, while these can be happy times, they can be very stressful times. So look out for one another. Essential. Thank you, Bam. Tony, final thoughts, sir. Echo the same thing Bam said. Check on your friend. Have a conversation. You never know. Holiday holiday depression is a thing, and it really hits hard, especially around this time. So just to echo what Bam said, uh, also can't wait for the season to come back. I've been kind of antsy to go back to the North End, go back to seeing everyone, the tailgates, everything. So the watch parties have been fun when I've been seeing a lot of familiar faces and seeing people around town. So love that and of course my favorite thing is just you know have a good holiday season you know what i mean just yep. drink responsibly and you know stay healthy thank you tony again positive people positive show the love out there share gifts do what you gotta do but be there be present that is essential and be you you know we appreciate all of you that listen to the show we hope nothing but the best for you and your families during these holidays. Uh, I know it's a long time apart, guys, but we'll be back together in real in real life soon. Yes, find a way to watch parties, do that stuff, do the drive, get out and about. It's not completely shut down, um, but it's good to be out and together again. That's for certain. Otherwise, you know, we're all going to be there in about a month, hanging out again, doing our thing. Uh, for the heart of LAFC, I will say again, thank you to everyone for giving us the inspiration to keep this thing going. Um, it's you guys that keep us going. Uh, that is for sure. 
Uh, the cups are amazing and all that, but you know, no matter what we do on the field, it's a community that wins the most, that does the most for all of us that have got us all together and got us in this great place where we're at. Without you guys, LAFC would not be LAFC. That's the truth. No 3252, no LAFC vibe, no crazy supporters. It ain't us, right? We are the community. We'll continue to do that win, lose, or draw. It's just nice to do it when we win. Um, for the rest of you guys, again, have, an, have a wonderful holiday. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Bam. Thank you, Aristelli, once again for contributing your late hours in the evening uh, to get this job done, uh, as we always do. Uh, of course, final word, Aristelli. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden, Los Angeles. And from me to all of you, stay golden, champions. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.